0: Welcome to Season 5 of Retrain Your Brain. I'm Chartered Psychologist Dr. Audrey Tang and it's not enough to know what to do. You have to feel strong enough to do it. I use practical positive psychology tools alongside coaching to create that healthy buffer to the dips of life's roller coaster so you can continue to flourish. And this season we're going to look at some of those tools. Today I'm going to give you a little bit of a pep talk. Thriving is not simply being able to deal with it. That is managing, that is surviving. Positive psychology is used for being well, to go beyond normal. Seligman in his book in 2001 called Flourish said, when you remove depression from a person, you aren't left with a happy person, you're left with an empty person. Sometimes people need to learn what being well is. For Seligman, the act of being well, notably not well-being as an adjective, involves the five elements of PERMA. They are positive emotion, engagement, relationships, meaning and achievement. Within therapy or coaching, those who learn these states, they are a bolt-on to the traditional exercises that are used to help recovery, but they also help us remain in that state a lot longer. Using the art of being well, you can learn to flourish. Seligman also makes clear the difference between learning to deal with it and thriving. Learning to manage, for example, powering through or suppressing the symptoms, getting on with it despite the world being a bit rubbish at the moment, It's often the goal of cure for therapy or the goal of success for coaching, and it is admirable. But Seligman asks us a question, what if it's possible to do one or more better? What if it's possible to use all of those conventional tools to do well, to succeed, to achieve, and then truly love every minute, to truly love living, then you are flourishing. However, this isn't easy because if, for example, we see depression as a state of sadness, it is also possible that the person experiencing it has not actually learned, perhaps due to circumstance, to live in a state of positivity. Therefore, it needs to be taught. Linehan says in her book on dialectic behavior therapy, it's all very well saying to people when life gives you lemons, make lemonade, but you need sweetness for that. If you've lived in a world without sweetness, and sadly through no fault of your own, you are often also going to need to learn to find it, to make it, and hopefully also love it. This is where the tools of positive psychology bring huge returns as that bolt-on, as that addition to the conventional therapies. These exercises are fun, they really help, and they are not an alternative They are simply an added extra to the standard practice, so they help you feel great when objectively you already may be great. Now, if you need extra convincing, even if you don't have a diagnosis of mental illness, for example, how often do you think to yourself, I know everyone says I'm brilliant, I'm successful, I'm amazing, but I just don't see it. Well, then you too could do with a little bit of help in being well. These tools of PERMA don't engage the ego, they are not about generating a sense of entitlement, simply they are state shifters. And my own coaching and training work involves a combination of both the practical tools for goal setting, exploring personal barriers, understanding what's going on, reframing the mindset, as well as positive psychology. Seligman suggests three top positive psychology tools. One is the letter of gratitude. And this is sending a letter to someone whom you appreciate, telling them why they made such a difference in your life. Especially right now, in the middle of lockdown number three in 2021, receiving that handwritten letter may be absolutely lovely. Another of his suggestions is practice one character strength, one character value daily, intentionally, Find a way to engage your positive energy in using things that may make you feel good. Just as an example of this, you might decide to set a daily intention to use hope or gratitude or optimism or even something like perseverance or justice or strength. As an example that Seligman uses, it might be the focus is hope and optimism. So it might be that you could teach a class, you know, volunteer to teach or to mentor someone. But alternatively, you might write a blog article on something optimistic in your professional field. This might be something that you hadn't considered before. And that's the idea of using intentions and changing them every day. It gives you a broader outlook on what may be open to you and what opportunities and what strengths you can draw upon. His third suggestion is creating a positive emotion generator. In other words, creating an activity to make us feel good. I do recommend the book Flourish for more. Things that I have used myself and with my clients, as well as those three suggestions, include affirmations or meditations, For me, I combine that with physical exercise, so I walk or I run listening to positive affirmations or meditations. I also enjoy self-improvement, and this might be through reading or taking a course or using the coaching exercises I teach. Creativity is something great that you could engage in. It might be composing, art, dance, crafts, and it needn't be a masterpiece. But the act of creating something allows you not only self-expression, but gives you ownership of something that you have done yourself. Focusing on your friends, notably the relationships that energise you. And all you need to do there is perhaps spend a little bit of time with those people that make you feel great, because that extra time spent with them sometimes squeezes the exhausting ones out. Reframing can be a very positive activity, for example, actively choosing not to see things as good or bad, but merely effective or ineffective in the context in which you're reflecting on them. Moving from a victim mindset to a survivor mindset or a creator mindset means that you know that you no longer just need to own your narrative, but you can also write it. Instead of overthinking and perpetuating anxiety, instead choose to think, I wonder, I wonder if this will be okay. And rather than feeling envy, perhaps choose to feel joy that you got to see someone's happiness and use that feeling to build on yourself. A lovely tool is to have healthy substitutions in easy reach to substitute for negative or bad habits. Knowing that you have something to hand that feels nice or comforting when a negative urge comes can really help you surf that urge. It's a bit like having fruit available instead of crisps if you're dieting. And of course, dancing, singing, music, and listening to it or dancing or shouting and singing like no one's listening or watching. Music can really raise our energy. And sometimes, especially when we're working from home, we don't think about it quite so much. It's very easy to switch on the radio when we're commuting, but just remember, you can always find music to listen to at home too. Reminding yourself of positive messages or photographs or people, happy memories, that can make you feel good and keep them accessible on your phone. Also, self-compassion. It doesn't even need to be running a bubble bath, but simply having a cup of tea and really savoring it. Recognizing those moments that make you feel warm and fuzzy and focusing on them for just that little bit longer. I could go on with other suggestions and indeed my blogs and other podcasts will give you those suggestions, but you will also have things that you know speak best to you. Go and do those things to flourish is not simply learning to manage. And yes, we do help you learn to manage. Of course, that's really important. But flourishing is being able to live daily in a state where you can truly appreciate and recognize and value who you are. It doesn't mean you don't feel negative emotions. It doesn't mean you don't feel fear. It just means that You can recognize that emotion, but you do not let it direct how you react. You're able to feel it, hold it, and still have the headspace to choose your response. So every day, yes, of course, use those practical tools for goal setting, for organization, for negotiation, and all of those other soft skills that you need to succeed. But look at your soft health drivers. The tools to learn to be well. And that's all we've got time for. So for more, check out my YouTube channel, Dr. Audrey Tang, for my tried and tested positive psychology and coaching techniques. Go to my website, www.draudryt.com, for blog articles, which are also packed with the practical tools I use. And if you want to book one-to-one coaching, expert comment, or a well-being presenter, email me on audrey at clickproductions.co.uk. Make... Time to invest in you.